What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Strange Familiars. If you have had an experience with the paranormal or something strange, and you'd like to share your story, drop us an email. That's strangefamiliarspodcast at gmail.com. We're always looking for show ideas and witnesses to interview. Tonight we're going to be talking with Carlos, who has a variety of experiences, including some possible alien contact some shadow people, and more. But before we get to our interview with Carlos, I'd like to remind everybody that Strange Familiars is brought to you by our patrons. We could not do the show without the help we get from our patrons. And if you'd like to help and get extra episodes of Strange Familiars, go to patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. We have lots of different levels of support there. If you want stuff like books or t-shirts, 
but you can go in at the base level of $3 a month and get extra episodes of Strange Familiars. We do at least one every month, a full episode for our patrons, but we often try to do more. We did two in March and three in February, so we always try to do a little extra for our patrons. We also gave patrons a special price on the William and the Fiery Flowers print I did. Thanks everybody who ordered that, both patrons and non-patrons. You can still get copies of that. And if you don't know who William of the Fiery Flowers is, check out episode 80. That was our last episode. Alright, let's go to Carlos and hear his experiences. And Carlos provided us with some extra audio as well. He talked to his daughter and a co-worker and passed on the audio to us. So we're going to incorporate that into his interview. Tonight we're talking with Carlos, who has had a variety of experiences throughout his life. How you doing tonight, Carlos? I'm doing good. Uh, I'm excited to uh, tell some of these things. I, I have a lot, a lot of stuff. I mean, I could start from when I was young. Not too much happened to me when I was young. I don't have any, like I saw this when I was a kid or never anything like that. Um, the most I can say is my interest, I've always been interested in this stuff. I watched In Search of when I was a kid and Arthur C. Clarke's Mysterious World and then that show Sightings. And uh, so I was always into the subject, but I had never seen anything or experienced anything until um, around high school. Me and my buddies were behind the um, the library and you would never call this area woods. Like it, it, it was trees, but you would never call it the woods. And, and we were we were skittish, you know, because we were back there doing probably stuff we shouldn't have been. So we and it was fall. We would have heard someone sneaking up on us, but you know we're sitting there, we're hanging out, and we hear this voice, and it sounds like an older person, and it's like, "Get out of the woods," and it it scared the hell out of us, and we all booked, we all ran and took off, uh, and we looked around, and we didn't see anybody, and it, it was just bizarre. And then we found out years later, uh, I think maybe ten or more years later, I I should have written it down, but um. The yard directly facing where we were, they were digging. They were going to build a deck or a pool, I believe. And uh, they dug up human remains. So the FBI came. They thought it was mob-related. But it turned out it was the body from the Civil War. So I just thought that was, wow, when I found that, I was like, oh, that, hmm. Yeah, that's There's creepy, a connection there. You, you never saw who or what said that. No, uh, and we all looked around quick enough to be like, oh, maybe it's the cops or maybe it's someone who's going to call the cops or get us in trouble. We were, Like I said, we were skittish. Um, but no, we looked around and it was just scary enough that we all ran. Wow. And yeah, there was that. And then after that, and nothing, well... Where, where was this just, I mean, it be as general or specific as you want, but just... Uh, this is uh, northeastern New Jersey, like 20 minutes from um, New York City. Okay. I guess the next... Uh, I guess I would call this, uh, I woke up with uh, an awful feeling, and I knew something had to be done. I have to preface this story with, I was in college, there was a church across the street, we took the nativity scene. We we got in trouble for this, by the way. <laughs> but um, my premonition was, I woke up one morning, and I just had this feeling of dread. Did I hear people 
when they talk about Bigfoot, they get this dread feeling that's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've never seen Bigfoot, but it, I woke up with this overwhelming feeling of dread that we have to get these things out of the house. And my roommate saw me freaking out. And uh, after a couple of minutes, you know, of getting the nativity scene together and getting them ready to get out, we looked outside and the school, people from the school and the police were approaching the building. Some part of me knew, like, a fight or flight reflex. So I thought that was, my roommate thought that was bizarre, too. That was one experience. Uh, and then another one like that. My girlfriend lived in a town not too far from me. She was walking me through a neighborhood. We were going to go play tennis or something. And uh, I stopped in my tracks because I, I knew I had been in this place before. But I had been there in a dream. I'd, I'd never physically been here. She had taken me there for the first time. And I started to freak out. And then, um, you know, in my dream, there was a dog chasing me. And then uh, 10 minutes later, there was a dog that was chasing me. It was a small dog, though. It was nothing to fear. And um, I was just taken aback by it so much that since then, I've been keeping track of my dreams and checking off when things come true. I mean, it's like nothing you can control, but it's uh, this random firing of, oh, I've seen this, I've seen this, I've seen this, I've seen that. So that happens to me a bit, too, but I I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, we had um, a couple of the, the Flannel Man witnesses described a similar thing, where they just said, like, they're having these deja rêve the events that they've dreamed before are coming true but they said mm-hmm. it, it seemed to be for the most part you, you know they didn't know what to do with it you know it wasn't there wasn't warning that it was going to happen it was just as things were happening they were like oh wait you know this happened in a dream yeah yeah and so i've been keeping track of it um i guess i should preface this with i dated a girl for six years We've been separated for two years. So I dated this girl for six years. And when we met, um, we went to a bar a few months after. I got into a fight. I lost my sense of smell. So I don't know if that, like, ups any weird ability I might have had. I'm just throwing it in there because, yeah, I can't smell. And I don't know if that did anything. As a result but, of the um, fight, you, you lost your sense of yeah. smell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that leads into how I got into this Stephen Greer thing with the meditation. Um, I was on disability when I got out of the hospital. And I was just stuck in the house while my girlfriend went to work and I was bored. So I rediscovered kind of like my love into all the um, UFO, Bigfoot, Lake Monster stuff. And I just went down like YouTube rabbit holes. And then uh, eventually I ended up on the Joe Rogan podcast because I Googled, is Alex Jones crazy? Because I followed Alex Jones for a little bit. (laughs) And I Googled like, is he crazy? And then it led me to Joe Rogan's podcast. And he had this guest, Stephen Greer, who's into the whole disclosure UFO subject. And I listened to him, and then I found one of his uh, other lectures, and basically he said that if you use a certain meditation, you can basically like make a phone call to these civilizations through thought, through the power of the mind. And uh, if they were listening, they could pick it up and show up. And I was like, that sounds insane. I was like, that sounds insane. I was like, you know what? I, I wanted to call BS on it. I was like, I want, I'm going to try this. So I downloaded the app for it and uh, I'm outside by the fire pit at my mom's house with my girlfriend at the time. And I have my headphones in and I'm doing this meditation and I'm out there. We're out there for maybe an hour, maybe more. And she's doing Sudoku or something. I'm doing the meditation and nothing happens. We put the fire out. I'm kind of bummed because I wanted something to happen. I was, I was excited. And as we were walking in the back door to go inside for the night, I said to myself in my head or to myself, I said to whoever was listening, you know, if you can hear my thought, 
you know, appear tonight in the form of a woman, because if I see like a little green man, you know, I'm going to freak out. I'm, I'm going to, that's going to scare me, you know, very much. So I went to bed that night. I woke up and nothing happened. I was bummed. So we do I want to do it again. I want to try it again now. So we go to the fire pit the next night and I'm telling her I'm getting ready to do it. And then I tell her what I asked for in my mind. I was like, you know, before I went to bed, I asked, you know, can you appear in the form of a woman? And then she just gave me this look. Like she was stunned, horrified. And I was like, what? And she goes, last night at around, and it was one of, I don't know, past 1 a.m. Somewhere late in the morning, late, you know, late. And she said she woke up and saw the, the silhouette or the black figure of a woman standing in the room, but the woman had no hair. And I, I'm a pretty okay artist, so I kept trying to draw it. And she goes, no, you're making it too, too slender. You're making it too the way I want it to be because I'm picturing like something alien. So then I went through Google and I just like Googled like silhouette of a woman and I found one. And uh, she goes, yeah, that. And um, just to note, her mother um, had died of cancer. And I asked her, I was like, well, is there any correlation with, you know, the, the no hair thing? She goes, no, that wasn't my mom. And I said, well, what happened after you saw it? And she goes, I closed my eyes and put my head in the pillow. And then I looked again and it was gone. And I was like, wow. I was like, all right, I'm going to then try this meditation right now. So I went to do, I put my headphones in and I did the meditation. I, it's hard to explain a meditation, like to, to not think, but it's a guided meditation. They tell you kind of how, how to go through it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm doing the meditation and I look up. I'm looking at the roof of my mom's house and all of a sudden to the right appears like these two lines in the sky and they're low. They're like, uh, I do mean low. I mean like maybe 10 feet above the roof of the house. And it's as if you would take, um, I'm trying to think a sled, a sled that has metal uh, blades at the bottom mm-hmm. and you were to skate them across uh, a driveway. The two sparks you would see like the initial sparking. Right. It began like that and it was fast and it, it turned to something the size of a, a boogie board and it was neon green. Like the, the best way I could describe it is like if you took a fake house and put it in an aquarium and then uh, right above it, you put a little glow stick and shot the glow stick with a, uh, a slingshot and the bullet took the trail of the glowing stuff except the size of a boogie board. And it disappeared when it crossed like the entire roof of my mom's house, right when it got towards some trees. And I was, absolutely stunned like I, I cried like i just teared instantly i don't know what it was maybe so, I'd... do you complete the meditation and then looked up and saw this or was yeah this... i completed the meditation and stayed in kind of like that frame of mind where you where you're kind of like uh putting out i guess energy like kind of pointing up and you do this whole thing where like you put yourself out there into i guess space you imagine what's out there and then you kind of vector in like you go through space in your mind Mm-hmm. This is like kind of an idiot explaining it. You know, you go through space in your mind and you kind of point out where you are. Like if you were backtracking, let's say from the moon, like, okay, like here's the globe. Okay. Here's the country I'm in. Okay. Here's the state I'm in. Okay. Here's the county I'm in. And you kind of like zoom in that way mentally and kind of show them like I'm here. Mm-hmm. These are the landmarkers around me. And then you kind of just sit in a state of mind where you don't have any thought except for, you know, here I am, and I would love to see you, but kind of like Stephen Durst says, like, not like dolphins at SeaWorld. Like, don't come do tricks for me. 
I'm here to say hello, like on behalf of, you know, people here that don't want to shoot you down or anything like that. You know, that some were not all like that. Cause you know, if they're watching from space, which I think they are, it's like, what a dangerous species we are. You know, let's uh, make sure these guys don't really get too far off this planet. Cause they're going to do what they do everywhere else hmm. for now. So that's kind of my take on that. You know, again, I'm adopting some of Stephen Greer's point of view, but I, I look at the whole alien thing and I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't disbelieve the abduction phenomenon, but I mean, I believe the Travis Walton story. Cause I think like he just got too close and he got hurt and they're like, Oh, let's help this dude. That whoops. Uh, but a lot of the scary ones, I just, I, I don't think you would come here and treat us the way that we treat things. I mean, if you're technologically advanced enough to cross space, I don't think you would come here and then make slaves to dig your stuff like the Anunnaki story, because if you can come here from far with technology, I think you can dig stuff with technology. I don't think you need slaves to do it. So I have that perspective on the, all the, you know, some of the ancient alien stuff. But I was just so shocked that this, this worked. So I, I started to listen to more of his lectures and got to listen to more stuff on meditation. I read like uh, half of a book on it. So then I told my best friend about this and he's like, I want to do this with you. So we did the same thing. We did the fire pit by my mom's, me and him. I guess they say that the meditation has more power when you do it with more people. Mm -hmm. My girlfriend wasn't part of it. It's not her thing. So it was me and my buddy doing it. And so we get to the end of the meditation. I guess we're both in that state of mind where we're just, you know, saying, here we are. You know, if you'd like to appear, you know, we would appreciate it. So they're looking in my direction, the two of them, and I'm looking behind them and behind them. This is right over a pool. It's an in-ground pool. And uh, there's a fence and a tree line to the right on the, the, the width side of the pool, not the length side. And maybe 30 feet in the air as I'm looking behind them. The best way I can describe this one, almost like a firework, but it appeared like 30 feet in the air. And it's like you took um, a Christmas ornament, a round Christmas ornament, and you smashed it and threw it, but it was made of light, almost like a firework. It didn't make any sound, and it just appeared. Um, and I was amazed at that one, too. And it, it just kind of bummed me out that they had missed it. You know, they, I thought, like, my buddy's going to think I'm nuts. Cause, and it happened at his house, too, without any, like, provocation. I didn't do anything. He, he'd got a house. He was showing me around it. it it's cool. Uh, it's next to a waterway. Uh, like a river type, not a river, like a brook, but I was in the backyard with him and it was nighttime and we were walking down like just a, a slight little hill. And I saw this little ball of light kind of go from his roof and disappear into the yard, but it wasn't like bright, bright. It was kind of like opaque, but I could see it. And it was like a little bigger than a golf ball. And I told him, I was like, what, what, did you see that? And he's like, no, what are you talking about? And I was like, ugh, it happened again. Like, I saw something you didn't, but that wasn't anything I, I asked for. I just saw it. And I began to wonder, like, did I open some door in my head now that I can see things like this more often? I don't, I don't have an answer to that. And then I did another, another CE5 uh, with my girlfriend not there. That's what it's called, the Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind Meditation. Okay. Uh, because I think the, the fourth kind is... um. I guess when they abduct you, but uh, he created a new one called, um, you know, C5, which is human initiated contact. I did one alone when my girlfriend was in there. She might've been somewhere else. And this, it was, it was kind of cloudy out, but 
this thing flew over that was like a golden light. I get to see it through the clouds, and it just flew over. Um, this one was in the sky, like it was it was high. You know, it, I'd say it was above the clouds, but I could see it fly right over. And then there was the triangle one. That's when I moved from my mom's to my my girlfriend at the time's town. We moved in together, and I was doing a meditation, um, but not really the um, the Stephen Greer one. I was just you know, I, I thought I kind of had a handle on this and how this worked. So I was just doing one with this chant that goes like, um, Amada. and I just, I repeated it a lot until I kind of had cleared my head of any thought. And then I closed my eyes for a bit and then I opened them, you know, and I'm repeating this. I think I did it out loud and then just in my head repeating it. And I looked up and I opened my eyes and I can see the stars. It's a bright night, but there's this triangle. And the triangle has no light. It, I don't see any parts or anything. It's just this black triangle. And it's up, it's up kind of high, but up where I can tell, like, that thing's big. And then all of a sudden, it just shoots forward and disappears at, like, a speed that just, it was gone. Like, it was gone in a second. And there was no flash or anything. It just, it went forward. And I thought that was awesome. I thought it was cool that it had no lights and it was blacker than the sky above so I couldn't see, and I could see the stars above it, and that's what gave it its shape. So, um, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have known. How long a period are, are all these taking place over? Is this a, a matter of you know a year or these? I think these in order. Yeah, the, this so far it's oh, it's been over a year, and then I started to keep track of them. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't do it all the time. But were there times that you were you were doing the meditation and nothing happened, or was it almost yeah oh, yeah okay? There were there were times that I that I did the meditation and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. You know, because I knew those times. But then I also think like I don't. This isn't like they're at your beck and call. You know, I'm sure these these entities have better things to do sometimes than like, hey, someone's calling. You know, I can't pick up the phone right now. I'm busy with more important matters. Right, and that's yeah. kind of how I look at it. Yeah, I mean, I you think know, um, people have asked me, you know, it's other podcasters and stuff, like, will you take us out to, to that your Site 7 place where we have these, you know, we've had a, a number of weird things happen. I said, yeah, but I can't guarantee anything's going to happen because we go there a lot right. of times and nothing happens. You know, what, what you hear on the podcast is, is cherry-picked. That's, you know, that's the stuff when we went there and something did happen. So, yeah. yeah, there's there's a lot of unpredictability to the whole phenomenon. Yeah, there is. Um and I and I don't know what to make of it. Okay, so there was one more green one. And this one's weird because, again, I have like a weird thing on the whole Anunnaki Sumerian thing. So I'm doing this meditation, and uh, I'm doing the meditation, and I ask, like in my mind, I didn't ask it out loud, but I asked in my mind, like, hey, did you have anything to do with ancient Sumeria? And then this image pops in my head of a bird man, which is like one of the stone things they have there that people point to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't, it didn't look so much like a man. It didn't have like shoulders. It looked more like a bird, but it was like a, but kind of like a humanoid form. But I saw that in my head and then I looked up and the best way I can describe it is that boogie board again, but coming down in a corkscrew really fast and then disappearing. Like the way a firework works, but bigger. Like um, this one wasn't the size of a, Boogie board. It was it was smaller. I'm trying to think of something to equate the size with. Maybe like two kickballs next to each other, and it just shot down and made like two or three loops, and then it just disappeared. And I was like, "Wow, there's another one again." And my my girlfriend at the time she she didn't believe some of the times that I told her this happened when 
when she wasn't there, she only saw the one thing in the room. Yeah, but she wanted nothing to do with it after that. Mm-hmm. She was very uh, kind of close to stuff like this. She had told me once there's a, a place in New York not far from here called Bear Mountain. And she used to go camping there as a kid. They would get, like, not camping, but they would get a cabin and stay for, like, the summers there or, you know, uh, a week or two. And I went up there with her, and she told me a story once how um, she there's, like, a baseball field, like, and there's woods next to it with a bunch of – I tried to go in there during the daytime. Um, but she basically said she saw lights in there in the woods at night that will the wisps up that people say they see. Right. But uh, she would only get into that story once or twice, I think. She she very much didn't want to talk about it. And it kind of bummed me out because it's like, you know, I love this stuff, but she didn't want to talk about it. Oh, no, there's certain people who just, for whatever reason, they shut down. They don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, she, she really wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um, What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the next one is, um, I, I was doing this meditation. I think I did, I did something wrong because I, I heard some ghost lady talk about something like this. Like, well, if you invite just anything in, like, what do you think is going to happen? I guess I was kind of bummed that our relationship was going well. And this is a weird way to explain it. But I was like, oh, well, does that, is, can anything hear me? Can anyone hear me? Like, am I alone out here? And I specifically remember, like, kind of making that call out there, I guess, just to anything. And then that's when my daughter, not too long after, she woke me up in the morning. It was, it was like getting right out, but she was freaked out. She was crying. And she said that she heard a voice. The voice was calling her name in the hallway, she said. And she said it sounded like me, but more growly. She was really upset. And uh, I tried to make sure like it wasn't a dream. And she, like, she would not let go of the fact that she's like, no, that happened. And I'm telling you. So I went downstairs with her. You know, we went, I think we went back to sleep in the, on the couch in the living room. So that happened. That kind of freaked me out a little bit because I was like, that's weird. And then... Um, Let's just take a, a sidebar here for a second. Sure. Does it worry or upset you that this seems to have stepped into your daughter's life? A hundred percent. Because when I was younger, like when I was a teenager, I was always like, kind of, yeah, I was always into this stuff. And then in my 20s, uh, once I had a kid, I was like, man, you know, I should have dabbled with like, uh, with like uh, weird stuff and just seeing what happens. But now I have a kid, I don't want that to do anything. And it bones me out because 
I've seen her get scared. She's been scared by it a couple other times, but now with some of the stuff that happens, you know, in the last few months, it's weird because she's kind of built some immunity to it that I don't have. Cause I haven't seen a lot of the stuff she's seen on that front. Now I want to say that I have your permission to use these recordings of her. I, I wouldn't use a minor's, you know, <laughs> recording no, of a minor without their parents' permission, but I'm not trying to be a jerk, but you know, I just have to ask the the hard questions. No, no, it's you, fine. You know what I mean? So, so somebody listening is going to say, is your daughter trying to, because she knows you're into this stuff, is she, you know, making up stories or trying to share something that with daddy or something like that? Now, you know the character of your child, so I'm going to let you address that. But I'm just saying, like, that's, you know, someone listening might say that. So what, what would you say to that point? Oh, no, 100%. I mean, I, I questioned it myself because I have to. But she's, with me, she doesn't, she, she doesn't lie. Like, she's, I don't, from my perspective, well, no, from a couple of people's perspective, she's like the best kid ever. Like, she, she picks up her plates when she's done, and, like, she, and she's just such a good kid, and she doesn't, she doesn't lie about stuff. So, like, that's why it kind of scared me when she, when she kind of came out, woke me up, you know, crying and upset, and I was like, well, let me write this off to a dream at first. And then, more things started to happen. Parents know the character of their child. You know if your child's the kind of kid to make up stories or not. But I just want to get that point out there. You know what I mean? Because I, I know no, people... No, that's fine. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to sort of address that before we go forward with her stories, of which there are you know quite a few. So, sorry to interrupt. Let's, yeah. we, we can proceed. <laughs> no, it's cool. I, I totally understand. And then part of me started to think deeper into it. Like, when I look at this, like, is it... What if it's a weird form of sleep paralysis where... You know, she wakes up for a second and is still somewhere in the dream world and sees things, kind of like that documentary, uh, The Nightmare. Mm-hmm. I mean, I experienced it once in my life when I was like 17. I woke up and there was a ringing noise and I couldn't move. And then I was able to move maybe like five seconds later. But I, nothing weird. You know, I didn't see anything. Um, it was just, you know, I knew what it was. It, I was, my mind or my body woke up, whichever one, woke up before the other. So I tried to write off some of her stuff to that, but then there was one. Oh, I'm jumping forward. Let me let me go back to chronology here. So yeah, she had heard the voice calling her name, and she said it was my voice, and it sounded mean. And she woke me up, and she was upset and crying because of that. And then the next time she woke me up, she said she had a dream about this thing coming out of the air vent, some ghost thing. And the best way she could describe it, it looked like the uh, the misfit skull, and it was coming out of the vent. You asked me to get your phone, and I was like, I'm going to see what... And I saw this new this new app, and I was like, I'm going to investigate that. And then I was going up the stairs, and I tilted the phone up at the vent-slash-ceiling in the hallway, and I saw something that looks like the Grim Reaper, but scarier. And it was coming out of the vent. Scarier how? Like, you know that mask you have? Yeah, the 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 misfit skull. Yes. Yeah. It had really red eyes. Oh. And it had a hood. Its cloak was a skeleton. What? It was made of bones. Yes. Well, it was black, but it had, like, skeleton imprints on it. And it was coming out of the air vent? Yes. 
And how often do you dream where you remember it like this? I almost never dream anymore. Seems like a while ago. I haven't dreamed in a while. That one, I was like, all right, well, let me, let me think about that. So it's like these things are kind of building up. And then, to me, what happened there, I didn't see uh I didn't see any figures or shadow things, but what I did see when I woke up one time in my room was uh, this ball. It was like the size of a tennis ball, and it was black. And it was over my head by like, like two or three feet. And instantly, my first thought was like, try and grab it. You know, F this thing. I'd try and grab it. And I grabbed it, and it kept moving away, and then it just dissipated into nothing. And I was like, all right, what do I make of that? And it happened a second time when I was on the couch downstairs, except it was smaller. And again, it like pulled away from me, you know, slowly enough where I couldn't grab it, but not fast enough where it zinged away. And it just kind of dissipated into nothing. And it just, it was just gone. And so after that, um, nothing else happened to us, I don't think, after that. And then so uh, me and her broke up. So I, uh, I moved out. Um, and after I moved out, she had given me a call. We still stayed in contact a little bit, but she had given me a call and said that the other night uh, that, she got this horrible feeling. She woke up and got this horrible feeling like someone was watching her. So I thought that was bizarre because, you know, it wasn't a good breakup, but she made it a point to reach out and say, hey, I got this feeling. So after that, I think that a couple of weeks later, I was at my mom's house. And this one, there's a recording of too. Um, this one happened during the daytime, which really creeped me out. Well, we were swimming in the pool. It was like a Saturday or something or a Sunday. And she went inside to either get dressed or grab like, something to eat, a snack. She came back out and she was crying. I went inside. I was petting the cat. After I left from petting the cat, I went towards the living room and upstairs and I heard a man's voice said, I'm staying, stay out. And was anybody in the house at that time? Mm Mm-mm. And I can verify that because I double-checked. The house was absolutely empty. And me and my mom were like, why? What happened? And she said that she heard this voice in the house, and no one was in the house except for the cats. And that creeped me out, and she started crying, and I, you know, I did my best to comfort her. So that one, I was like, it's it's like broad daylight. And she came out crying, like, I don't know what to, you know, I don't know what to make of that. Uh, That's when I started to go, all right, you know, let me, let me put a hundred, not a hundred percent, let me put some more coins in her purse of taking her word for this stuff now. So then after that, in the new place where I moved in, me and my daughter were outside, and um, one of them is the one of the ones I sent you, where we were just out there, I think just looking at stars, and we saw this one just kind of, I don't know if it was flashing, I'm trying, my memory's kind of shabby on that one, but it was kind of, from my point of view, it was stationary. I remember the girl I worked with said that it was moving slowly. Maybe she had a better view of it, but it happened the same night, and she heard me talk about it at work. And then she's like, I saw the same thing. So that's, that's when I recorded her. Um, on August 19th, uh, around 9.30, uh, I had just finished eating um, dinner. And I came outside with my parents. Uh, they were looking at the stars, and I opened up my uh, Stargazer app, and we were just looking up at the sky, when my mom and I noticed a really strange light. It was directly above our heads. And... The way it was moving really slowly, that's the way we saw it, but what made it really strange is that it would glow really, really bright and then disappear completely, like it, like it just go away. 
And they kept doing this for about five minutes, I, I would think. I brought my boyfriend outside to show him, and when I brought him out, there definitely had been some movement, but it was really slow movement. And then eventually it just disappeared altogether, and we didn't see it for the rest of the night. So then that one happened, and I was like, wow. And then uh, there was another one where me and my daughter were again. I think we were sitting on the stoop at the front steps, and we looked up across in the sky, and uh, it looked like Christmas lights. And a lot of planes fly over here. There's a small airport around here, so it's like pretty easy to differentiate planes from other things. But this one was like, it looked like a bunch of like shining white Christmas lights. And then after that, I had seen one or two more. Oh, there was another time I walked out of the apartment. And uh, I looked to my right, and it looked like a light bulb, except it didn't have the part you screw in. It just flew from my right. I saw my peripherals, and then it went kind of, you know, in front of me, and it kind of disappeared before it got into the apartments across the street. That's when I started to go, well, what was that? And then my daughter tells me about the blue entity, she calls it. She, she brought it up out of nowhere. Uh, she said, Dad, the other night I saw this thing, and it was, because uh, I have a couch in my living room. It's like a big L-shaped couch. And there's a coffee table in the middle. And behind it, there's um, the walkway from the way into the apartment to the bathroom and kitchen. And um, she said, standing behind me when I sleep was this figure. And it was blue. And uh, the eyes were also blue, but they were a different blue. That's the only thing that could differentiate them from the rest of the body. And she said it was kind of looking around. Like, not moving, but looking around. And it was all blue. And the eyes were a different blue than the rest of it. So I had to draw it. I could even email you the picture. That creeped me out. That started to get me nervous. So I saged the apartment, and then uh, nothing happened for a bit. And then uh, she started to tell me that she woke up and would see this. She woke up and saw this shadow person. A shadow figure behind the couch and near the couch. Male or female body type? I honestly couldn't tell because... Most of the time, I could only was behind the couch, but the last time I saw it, it was right by the couch arm where it meets the cushion. I honestly couldn't tell there either. What were they doing the first couple times or any time? What were they doing once you saw them? Once I saw them, most of the times they were just looking at you, but the last time it was looking at me. What happened when it was looking at you? Did you look back? Yeah. Did it respond? No. What did it do when you were looking at it? It just kept looking at me. What happened after that? I went back to sleep. Now, what about the other two? The other two were looking at you from the back of the couch. Yeah, they were watching me sleep, you said. Yes. So did they ever go away, or you just closed your eyes, and that's how it ended? I just closed my eyes and went back to sleep. How tall would you say they were? The one that I last saw was pretty tall, honestly. Taller than me? Maybe a little bit, or like... Over 5'10"? Maybe. And what about this short one that you saw looking at me over? Oh, um, that one could have been, like, a little bit taller than me, or a little bit shorter. Well, like four foot? Yeah, maybe. Okay. I'm only 4'3". And then the other one? The other one that was, like, over there? Yeah, by the poster. 
It was kind of tall, too. Well, like six foot? Yeah. They didn't really have any distinct features except for that one, so, the first one, where I could, like, see the head, like, and the neck. It had hands with fingers. Well, the one that was watching me on the couch? Yes. What about the others? Did they look male or female? No, they were just kind of blobs, arms, and legs. And she goes, it was leaning over looking at you while you were sleeping. And I was like, well, did it have its... Yeah, yeah. I don't know what to say to that, because how, do how, do how does she not scream seeing that I would lose it? So I was like, okay, at this point, here's what we're going to do. I have this high mag little flashlight that I found in the woods uh, when I was fishing, but it's super, super bright. So I gave it to her, and I was like, look, Kayla, if you wake up tonight and you see that again, you yell my name, you flash that flashlight at me, and I'll get up and I'll turn around. So she does it. She wakes me up whatever time it is early in the morning. She goes, Dad, Dad, behind you. So I get up and I look behind me. And I don't see anything. And I was like, Kaylee, shine the flashlight to the right. So she shines it to the right. And she goes, there it goes. It's going down the stairs. It's going down the stairs. So she's awake telling me she's seeing it. I'm awake not seeing it. But she's watching it move. And she goes, wait, it was there. Now I don't see it. Now it's, now it's by the top of the stairs. Now it's going down the stairs. And she's shining the flashlight where it should be, but I see nothing. So she woke up, she saw it, she woke me up with a flashlight, and that's what happened on that one. I was like, all right, I'm going to get more sage. I'm going to sage the apartment again. So I do it again, and then nothing happens for a while. I'd Like, I really don't know what to make of this. This is like the weirdest story I think I have. I, I woke up, and I looked uh, to the right of my coffee table, and it was still kind of dark out. And I saw the shape, and that's why, again, the weirdest thing. It looked like a shoebox with weird cartoon legs that were made of like a picture of a pencil made of rubber. And like the, the feet were like Mickey Mouse's feet and it was all black and it was walking away into the corner. It was on the floor. Yeah, it was on the floor and it was walking away into the corner. And wow. I think I just closed my eyes and went back to sleep. And I remember, I was like, what was that? Did you happen to listen to um, our Haunted Church episode? You know what? I'm not sure. I've listened to so many episodes. I listened yeah. to... Uh, it's, this a bunch is, of podcasts at work. It's not a test. I was just the only weird thing that happened that night when I I spent the night in this haunted church. Uh, James and I did. I woke up, you know, it was probably four in the morning or something to use the bathroom, and there was a black. It was black and it was about the size of a shoebox on the floor, and. <laughs> I, I remember thinking, like, as I walked by it, I thought, that is, I thought it was a bag, because I carry all these bags, I carry mics and recorders and stuff in, and I thought, that uh-huh. is a dumb place to leave your recorder. Like, that is dumb, you're going to step on that. And But I was so tired, you know, I just ended up, I walked to the bathroom, used the bathroom, came back, it was still there, same place, and I went, okay, I'll just remember, first thing in the morning, I'll pick that up. I was just too tired to deal with it, but I remember thinking, like, that's a dumb place, I don't know why I left that there, I'm going to step on it. And woke up in the morning, and there was nothing there. Absolutely nothing there. And then I, I talked. Weird. Yeah, but it was about the. It was black. It was about the size of a shoebox. And I talked to the the. Uh, it's a historical society that's in this old church. I talked to the director of the historical society, and he said one of the things people had seen. He said one of the weirdest things people had seen. They saw something like black, like running across the floor and into the bathroom or something like that. So it was, wow. Yeah, it was really weird. So like, yeah, that's weird. But I mean. <laughs> It's not. I didn't know. I I just thought that something like 
I just had to throw that out there because I had it written down. I was like, I do remember that. I remember seeing it and being like, what was that? That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, oh, I do have one more. It's it's a secondhand story. Um, I was at Bear Mountain, this place in New York, New York State, where people go to, to camp, they go to hike. And I was at the hunting store. I guess people were getting supplies or I was getting fishing something. And I was with my, my girlfriend's family. And uh, there's a, a taxidermed bear standing up in a glass case in the hallway as soon as you walk in. So I'm looking at it, you know, waiting to leave. And this guy walks in and he says something about the bear. And I say something to him about like, well, they say Bigfoot's bigger. And he gives me this look like, are you giving me permission to tell my story? And I was like, I just kind of looked at him like excited, like, what do you mean? And he goes, so he goes, well, he said he was by the Sarnak Lakes. I guess I think that's like in New York or really north, but I said he was staying at a friend's house and he was talking to me about like black bears. Um, how when you look at a black bear in the dark, like it, it, blackness kind of melds into everything, but you can see its eyes. Mm-hmm. And you can tell it's a black bear because they're really close together. Um, and he was saying that he was hearing this noise. I guess they had um, a compost heap. I guess uh, they would throw like, uh, I guess, biodegradable stuff to help with the plants and make a pile in the back. Um, and it was next to a shed. And they heard this noise out there. And um, at first he thought it was a bear. And then he thought it was a moose because some noise or something it was making loud. And um, he said he went close. And he kind of shined a flashlight, and it was the same thing as, like, a black bear, where, like, the black uh, absorbed. But mm-hmm. he could tell the height because of some shed it was next to, and that's what made him go, wait, moose? And he's like, no, no. He said it had uh, it looked at him. He, all he could see was the black outline, and it had these blue diamond eyes. That's, he kept repeating that, blue diamond eyes. And he said the size of a fist. Like, I watched him make a fist. I guess like an apple. And he said uh, it, it took off. I guess it was going through. Uh, the compost, but it seemed to me like he was waiting for I don't know how long in his life for someone to tell that story to who yeah. wouldn't think he was nuts. But I, I would love to see Bigfoot one day, but you know, I gotta like pay bills and stuff. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. So, like, I, I, I guess I'm willing to see anything from a safe enough distance. <laughs> sure, yeah. It, it depends I mean, on, the, uh, on the proximity with some of this stuff. This is the one that takes me down a weird rabbit hole of like paranoia, this experience. Um, it was after I had done the first couple of these meditations and I'd seen a couple, you know, I'd seen the, my girlfriend had seen the shape in the room. I'd seen a couple of lights. I'd seen the boogie board. Okay. So one, one night I, I guess I was almost woken up. Um, the best way I can describe it is I felt like I was being pulled out of my body. And if I didn't hold on, I was going to die or I was going to be taken. So I was being taken out of my body. And I, I think I, like I was even clenching my fist and like squeezing my eyes. Like uh, the best way I can like describe it is like, uh, there's some scene in the Chronicles of Riddick, which is not, it's, it's a, it's a whatever movie, but, um, th- this guy is trying to pull Vin Diesel's soul out of him. And like, you see him like growl to try and keep his soul back in him. And then it goes back in or, uh, in the Avengers movie where, uh, Captain America grabs the infinity gauntlet and he's growling and he's using all his might. It felt like that. Like if I didn't fight with everything I had, something was going to take me out of me. And, uh, whatever it was, like, I guess, let go. And, uh, I woke, woke up or I was, I feel like I opened my eyes before this happened and I could feel it happening. And then I closed my eyes back clenching with like everything I had. And then I just, I was horrified after that because when you said 
the experience was horrifying. I just, it clicked that one back in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where there's this weird rabbit hole of like some stuff that Stephen Greer says, where again, I thought he was crazy for the meditation thing. So I was like, Oh, I'm going to try it. Well, he says something that, uh, that certain black projects can, you know, they fake abductions to get the mass media and people scared of ET, which, Hey, it worked on me as a kid. If that's true, because I sleep on my stomach because whenever I watch like the show sightings or these reenactments of alien abductions, the people were always sleeping on their backs. I was like, well, I know how to not get abducted. I'll sleep on my stomach. So like to this day, I can't sleep on my back because I did it so much as a kid because I was so scared of the abduction thing. Yeah. I I was horrified at the idea of being abducted. I was so into all those shows. Um, And the idea really scared me, but I think it's there on purpose to scare us and make ET the enemy for the military industrial complex. Because what's the next war going to be? We have a space fleet coming now and you know, weaponized space. You know, there needs to be an enemy out there. So why not get us to believe that they do all this creepy shit? So, so that, that's my perspective on that one. Well, that's his perspective, but I choose to believe it for now because I think it makes sense. But That leads to kind of where, where I wanted to go with this. The idea of it responding to your mind relatively mm-hmm. quickly. You know, like like in terms of meditating and, and it's sort of answering your call, for let's yeah. say. Do you think this is an alien, you know, species using technology? Do you think this is a spiritual uh, society that, that is, you know, maybe not on another planet, but in another dimension? Like, w- what do you feel like this is? And I mean, there's no wrong answer. It's just, you know, whatever you're oh, feeling no. I understand. I, I thought about that many times. Like the the things in the apartment, like because they didn't seem to do the ones in the apartment here that she's seen. They don't seem to do anything negative. It's not like it was in in Dumont in the other apartment where it was scaring her on purpose. So it almost seems like it's something else. And me trying to figure out what is what is that blue thing ET with the light over the house, uh, some energy they created, or was it some spirit form that I called forth and it just happened to hear the call and it was like, well, I'm available. Would you like to see me? Mm-hmm. So I, I find it hard to differentiate like what is what. Like, you know, that's kind of like the, the whole supernatural Sasquatch side of it where, you know, these stories exist and it's like, well, what do we make of them? Do we discount them or do we, you know, put them in with everything else to go, well, this makes it more clear. Like, what, what is anything? Right. You know, like, what what are these things? Like, the idea that, UFOs, like, cause I've heard this before, and it's a great way to put it, that UFOs are, they're, just, they're unidentified. You know, there's like an, uh, an ET vehicle, you know, an extraterrestrial vehicle. Sure, that's identified. But UFOs, like, I don't know what that was. So I don't know. Some of them seemed like craft, like the, 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 the triangle one. It was like an absolute craft. And some of the lights that flew, oh, the, then there was that other one. I saw this other one twice. Uh, and, and the memories just keep popping in. I was in my mom's front yard. I was doing the meditation. I was calling out. I was trying to show them where I was in New Jersey. And it looked like the top of a circus tent, but with like the bottom of the top. This is a weird way to describe it. Almost like that circus tent from Killer Clowns from Outer Space, but not really. Like more like a, a gyroscope, is mm-hmm. maybe. A gyroscope is a good way to describe it. But uh, I saw it twice. It just appeared, and then it was gone again. So I saw that one looked like a craft as well, but some of the other ones looked like just pure light, like uh, like like fireworks, but too low to ever be considered a meteor. You know, it's like 40 feet off the ground and then just begun out of a tree line and ended 15 feet away, uh, the one by the pool. So I, I don't know what these, what some of them are, but I think 
but some of them are ET. I think some of them are extraterrestrial trying to make peaceful contact and say like, hey, we're not here to do any of that other stuff. You know, we're coming to say hello and when you guys can grow up and stop killing each other, maybe we can uh, we can have a talk. You so, know, maybe we'll uh, let you guys out of your little solar system. Are they here? And by here, I mean in the atmosphere or, you know, some people think I would. I, yeah, I would think that a lot of them are around a good amount of the time, but they're just, um, what are they, you know, uh, the idea that um, the only reason I can't walk through a wall is because we resonate at different frequencies. Mm-hmm. If some, if they resonate at a different frequency, they could be right there, but you couldn't touch it and you couldn't see it, but it's it's still there. Right. Uh, so I think some of them might be around, just curious about us and seeing how we're doing. Because, I mean, there's groups of people that do this contact uh, monthly. They do it on the first Saturday of um, each each month, I believe. And uh, it's, there's a, I forget the group, but like ET Let's Talk. They, uh, they have ET groups around the world where uh, people sit and they do this in a group. And apparently, if you do in a group, you just you have a better result, I believe, because the amount of people that are sending the same message out. Because uh, the idea is that, um, you know, uh, they would control these crafts through thought. Uh, right. You know, uh, it would be kind of primitive to use a steering wheel. The last most recent experience I had, I was sleeping at my now girlfriend's house. I, I had been listening to more Stephen Greer stuff recently. There was some like three part lecture he put out from some Colorado lecture he put out recently. And I was listening to it like the night I went to my girlfriend's house and I'm laying there to bed and I was like, well, let me try a meditation like uh, before I go to sleep, like on my way out. And as I'm on my way out, all of a sudden, like, I guess all the little dots you see when your eyes are closed, they become vivid stars. And it feels like I'm flying through space to the point where a couple times, I had to open my eyes because I kept trying to focus left and right on different stars. I was like, wait, I'm not seeing this. My eyes are closed. And it really felt like I was flying through space and just experiencing just outside of our planet. And I was like, this is, this is amazing. And I've tried to do it since, and it's never worked like that. Maybe because whenever I go to bed lately, I'm just really tired from work. So, but that, that was, I've never had an experience like that before, like that one. So that one is the most recent one that I've had. I mean, I don't do the meditation anymore just because I just have to work more now. I have, like, more bills. Right. So, like, I don't really have, like, the time. To, and then you're supposed to do it in an area that's um, at least – I mean, you can do this meditation anywhere. Like, and then to anyone listening, like, if people don't believe this, I mean, that's fine. But go try it before you don't believe me because I didn't believe him. I thought he was a nut. I was like, that sounds insane. I was like, that sounds so insane. It sounds too simple. This is, it sounds too simple. Let's, let's put it to the test. That's what I was doing. I was kind of doing it like in a smart-ass way. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, all right, let's see. Let's, let's find out. And, man, was I completely wrong. But I, I would just like, uh, I guess there's one caveat, which is like if you're calling a specific number, call a specific number because I made that mistake and just made like a general call to, I guess, anything. Right. And then my daughter started to experience negative stuff. But, again, now she's just like it's whatever to her. Whereas if I saw it, it would not be whatever to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, w- it would be a really, I'd, I'd freak out. Like, I'd leave all the lights on after. Like, I, I would have a hard time sleeping. I wouldn't deal with it well. I don't know how she, she deals with it the way she does. And she even has, a, like, a friend that she talked to that, um, this was a couple of years ago. But, you know, her friend had said she had seen stuff in her house. So, I mean, I think it's, I think they talk about it more amongst themselves. And they maybe try to share it with their parents. But I think a lot of the parents are like, oh, come on. Right. I can't be real. But, you know, from my perspective, I've seen enough before where it's like, 
I'll I'll take your word for it, and then things keep happening. It's like, all right, well, I think there's something to this because you keep, you know, it keeps happening. I'd like it not to. I mean, the stage does seem to work for a while, but I don't know if it works for everything. I don't know if it's like a, I don't I don't know what to call all this stuff. I mean, right. Is, and then how how is she open to it now? Where because I called it, and now I, I just find it weird that now she's seeing all this stuff and. I didn't. I never wanted that. I very much wanted the opposite. So I just. Well, I find it bizarre, and it seems to continue like it just sporadically. Every now and then, it comes back. I listened to the the coast to coast on YouTube about Skinwalker. So then I ordered the book, and then I got the book, and I was reading the book, and I, I was. I don't know. I was into the book some ways through it, and then the next day I go to my mom's house and I find a coyote footprints in the yard. And I was like, what are the odds I'm reading about this bulletproof wolf and I come home and there's these canine prints in the yard? Right. We don't have a dog. We never have. You know, and I said, what are the odds that they're there? Um, and I just, I've seen, I can't remember a lot of them offhand, but a lot of synchronicity stuff tends to happen. And I'm like, well, it's something like shifting in the world and more people are noticing it or are more people just recognizing it now that there's avenues like these podcasts where people can talk about it freely and go, you know, that does happen to me. And I didn't want to say anything about it because I think other people would just chalk it up to, oh, that's the mundane this, or you're giving it too much validity. And it's like, oh, there's a lot of weird stuff. And I think people don't give it enough credit. Yeah, yeah. And I I think, I mean, doing a podcast, I can tell you for sure, almost 100% of people have something weird. A lot of them will tell you, no, I don't. And then if you get them alone or if you get them talking long enough, you'll start hearing about, you know, some weird thing that actually did happen to them. They really did see a UFO or they really did have a, a ghost experience or whatever it is. Almost everybody. Now, not all of them want to talk about it and certainly not all of them want to come on a podcast, but the number of people who have started out telling me, ah, that's all nonsense. And then throughout the conversation, they're like, oh, but there was this one thing. Is The percentage is yeah. extremely high. It's extremely high. It's, I've begun to, to just think that probably everybody has something. It's whether they... A, have recognized it as something, or B, want, want to talk about it, because a lot of people just shut down. They're like, nope, nope, not having it. Yeah, uh, my, my ex was like that. Just some people just don't want to address it, because I feel like if they address it, they're like, oh, I'm going to give this you know, some, <laughs> I don't want to give it power in yep. whatever way possible, which is, you know, that's a school of thought, that if you just ignore it, you know, it goes away, like uh, mm-hmm. advertising, you know, you just ignore it, it goes away, but yeah, that's like a fear that I have. They're like, well, if I I do think about this too much, like, am I am I charging it up? If I if I give it, you know, if I if I give it thought, if I put any thought into it, and occasionally I worry about that. I'm like, well, is that a legit thing? And they're like, well, if I believe it's legit, is it legit? Because the power of belief, you know, in placebo, at least over the body, is a legit thing. Right. I wonder if it works the other way for a mind. If you feed something, um, or even like, I this is the first thing I think I heard it. I heard on another podcast, it was the first time I heard someone like say this theory that I had about when it comes to the supernatural Sasquatch. It's like, what if Sasquatch is a creature that exists in our world, and yet there's something else that's supernatural that takes the forms of things that exist in our world? Mm-hmm. And Sasquatch just happens to be one of those forms mm-hmm. that it takes, and that's where you get the supernatural stuff. But I don't know. I've never seen it. I've never experienced it. So I'm just talking from a, uh, an armchair you know, point of view. That's just my little, uh, maybe. Right. Well, Carlos, um, I, thank you for telling your stories. Thanks for coming on. Oh, no problem.
Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back Thursday with another episode of Strange Familiars. Everybody gets two episodes this week. We just wanted to do a bonus episode for everybody this week to say thanks. I also want to give thanks to Kim W., who gave a PayPal donation this week. That's a huge help. Other ways you can help are to leave nice five-star reviews wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes or Stitcher, wherever, and to share the show on social media. Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Holler Arts. Music, books, art, podcasts, and more. DarkHollerArts.com Intro and background music is by Stone Breath. Go to StoneBreath.BandCamp.com for more. And we are on Facebook, Facebook.com slash StrangeFamiliars. You can also join the Strange Familiars Gathering Group there. Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.